0: Welcome to the Matthew Moran Podcast. I have no guest this week, so you've just got me ruminating for a short while. <laughs> I actually plan to release this over Christmas, but like so many things in my life, it got pushed back until now, and it also hasn't helped having had this dreaded 100-day cough over the last few weeks so you'll have to excuse my voice not sounding 100% I feel much better and I thought it'd be a good time just to reflect a little on the podcast also 2023 and let you know a bit about my plans moving forward I know 2023 seems like forever ago already given it's the middle of February but without a doubt the highlight for me was attending the Missouri photo workshop in the states back in September I actually first found out about this workshop when I interviewed Jasper Deuce back in 2018, which was episode number 10, if you want to go back and have a listen. And then again, when I interviewed Karen Eigner a little while later, episode number 17. Um, And yeah, you can go back and listen to Karen before she was stratospherically famous, winning endless awards. And yeah, she talked about how good this workshop was in getting you out of your comfort zone, I then talked with Morgan Heim, and she said exactly the same thing. And last March, when I met up with Javier Asnar, a lovely Spanish photographer at the Norwegian Nature Photo Festival, believe it or not, he said, yeah, this workshop is so good in getting you out of your comfort zone. You should really do it. So last year I applied and I got on and yeah, it was really the first professional development I have undertook since leaving college in 1999. And it was a special one to attend as it was the 75th anniversary. The workshop, which unsurprisingly takes place in the state of Missouri, brings around 40 photographers together from various backgrounds and skill levels. And the task is to document the life and culture of a different small town each year. And yeah, it's really known for its immersive and Collaborative approach to storytelling through photography and the participants have the unique opportunity to engage with the local community and capture compelling stories about the essence of the town and its residents. And on top of this, the access to expertise we had was incredible, with many legends of photojournalism presenting and on hand to have conversations with and learn from both creatively and technically. So I was so pleased to get on when I did as my work in Highgate Cemetery very much focuses on the people side as well as the wildlife. And yeah, I just wanted to scratch an itch and just think differently and move a little bit laterally with my photography. And, And I was also really lucky with the timing while I was there and my story, which was ultimately entitled On the Hoof, followed Beth Hackler, an amazing person who set up a donkey rescue in 2021. She actually just started off by rescuing a lone donkey and two years later the sanctuary had grown to more than 300 donkeys all living on her 250 acre farm and anyway you can view the selected images on the galleries and my website and needless to say the experience was amazing but also humbling you know we as participants You know, went really went through the mill. We had to pitch our stories to our faculty, which had to be greenlit by our tutors before any photos could be taken. I had two story ideas rejected before finding Beth, which was nerve-wracking to say the least. And one of the best parts, also about the Missouri Photo Workshop and what it's renowned for, is this 400-frame limit. You imagine most of the past 75 years, this workshop was uh, conducted on film and yeah that's right we were only allowed 400 frames sort of equivalent to being handed 10 11 rolls of film and during that week of photographing which also included no deleting of images and it was really strictly controlled by the workshop staff so i knew a bit about this before and being a photographer that grew up on film i thought it wouldn't be too much of an issue but it certainly sharpened the mind and got us thinking about building a story rather than shooting thousands of images and trying to create a narrative from a giant pool of photographs one of our tutors referred to the workshop as a think shop and just asked us to slow down take time and observe which i think is such good advice really whatever subject or style of photography you're approaching yeah so if you're interested you can visit the website and um, they've got such a big archive there. You can, again, also head over to the galleries on my page to see my story of Beth. One, one of the things Brian, one of the co-directors of the workshop said, and it's really coming home to be true now, is, you know, this workshop, it wasn't really about you know, trying to create some award-winning portfolio during the week that actually what we learn in that week will carry through with us for the rest of our photographic careers and without a doubt you can talk to anyone who's done it and of course I include myself in this that it's a really amazing reference point and I continue to think about all the things that we learned in that incredibly intense week so I also wanted to share a little bit about the podcast the history, the point of it I've been reflecting a fair bit about what to do going forward and and where I'm at now. I would love to say it's been a total show of altruism, giving up my time and energy to find and secure a fabulous guest for them to give up their time and energy. All for you, the listener. Despite last year being a slow return, I've only actually released four podcasts. I'm getting closer to 50, which for me is a great success and feels like a milestone I had no plan when I started this out back in 2016, where it would lead and what I would do with it. I just love listening to podcasts and still do. And I wanted to do my own and felt there was a gap in my industry. So I just got on with it. And over the years, it's become a great excuse for me to meet people, tap into their expertise, engage and learn from them so that I can improve, become more informed and share with you. And hopefully this is what has worked over the years. Again it may look unselfish giving up my time to prepare, record and deliver the interviews but I've gained hugely from this. Not just meeting the fascinating photographers, editors and other great talents but learning from them in the process and creating these podcasts has been huge which is why I want to continue to put them out there. After getting the first few under my belt I did do some research back in about 2016, 2017 to see about getting some revenue through advertising to support the work that goes into putting them together never mind the cost of equipment so on and so forth, you know the story and also of course the podcast market is just so oversaturated and I've never really wanted it to be my number one thing but in order to make it pay it would have had to have been and yeah, this is one of the reasons why They haven't been so regular in the past year. It's a lot of effort and work goes into putting them together, but I do really love doing it. So that brings me on to a, well, a slightly uncomfortable ask, especially because regular listeners will know that I'm a big advocate of never working for free. We talk a lot about it on the podcast, and I myself support a few of my favourite podcasts by donating a monthly sum. And one of those more recently the Blind Boy podcast. Wow, I just discovered this and it really blew my mind. I could go on and talk about it forever, but I won't do it justice and you should really just look it up for yourselves. Blind Boy has been going nearly seven years and there is a wealth of knowledge and entertainment. He's hilarious and also dives deep into plenty of thought provoking subjects from how we connect with nature to mythology, folklore and mental health. And yeah, a lot of them are really moving. So yeah, definitely go and check it out. Anyway, inspired by Blind Boy, I've been reflecting on how to continue to produce my podcast going forward. And it occurred to me that you, the listener, you can help by supporting it. So I've decided to open up a Patreon page to see if I can get some revenue this way and keep the motivation and momentum going. Contrary to what I thought when I was a kid that Life would get easier as I get older. It's it's become increasingly hard to earn a living doing what I love and also feel is important. And I continually need to find enough cash through multiple income streams to keep my nose above water. And anyway, this seems like as good a time as any to put it out there. So I've set this page up, which you can visit, patreon.com forward slash Matthew Moran podcast. I don't have any tiered offers, just a simple five dollar a month contribution. I'd like to say like many do that this is the price of a coffee or a pint but living in North London where I do that kind of price is becoming increasingly rare to find. So yeah look it up. You can of course still listen for free but if you'd like to support I'd be most grateful. If you can't then yeah please just help spread the word. It would certainly incentivize me to bring you more podcasts. And I know from the feedback I've got over the years that the audience is really into it. Once again, it is patreon.com forward slash Matthew Moran podcast. And I will also put a link in the podcast page on my website, too. And the good news is, I have my next interview lined up this Friday, where I'll be talking with the lovely presenter, Chantel Lindsay. And I have a long list of other great people I want to talk to. So I'm busy securing dates. So please stay tuned. Thanks so much for your patience. I'm looking forward to the rest of 2024. And it all kicks off in a few days. Until then, goodbye.